Delano's Top of the Week. And I'm joined by Duncan from Delano. Hi, Duncan. Oh, hang on. Oh, Helps if I put your microphone on. There you go. Always Morning, the Morning Simon. How are you? <laughs> I'm <laughs> struggling. <laughs> Can you tell? Um, I'm here at short notice. Poor, yeah. poor Tom's a little bit uh, poorly. Oh so, uh, get yes. well soon, Tom. Yes, get well soon. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're here to talk to me and the listeners uh, about some uh, local, uh, not local, some recent uh, topical events. Well, what's, what's coming up this week? I mean, we do have uh, the US midterm elections later this week. Yes, I heard. Will be very interesting. Um, the Democrats are expected to lose a lot of their majority, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. There are some tight races, but I think, uh, yeah, the, the Republicans <laughs> could regain control. Oh, dear. Um, but what we're going to talk about right now is COP27, which uh, started yesterday and yes. is going on for two weeks. Um, Xavier Bettel, Luxembourg's prime minister, is heading out to Sharm el-Sheikh uh, today. Right. Um, he's going to be there for two days, along with other leaders of uh, government, mm-hmm. including Joe Biden. Uh, and, of course, um, Lula... Bol- um, no, <laughs> I was going to say Lula Bolsonaro, but no. <laughs> From uh, Brazil, which is, uh, you know... Maybe one of the high, the most optimistic points of this COP yes. is that um, you know Bolsonaro won't be there because he was very much in favour of you know destroying you, the rainforest and so on. So yes, that was a worry, wasn't it? They, it they was. got back in because he was yeah. he already declared his intention to sort of like start deforestation yes. again. And yeah, yeah. Um, so it's going on until the 18th of November. Yep. I mean, Xavier Battle was there for two days. Uh, Luxembourg Environment Minister Joel Welfring, she'll head out on the 15th mm-hmm. to the 18th for the end of the summit when hopefully there will be some sort of declaration, some sort of consensus. Um, there's yeah. a few other representatives from Luxembourg. Uh, Andrew Ferroni, the chief meteorologist at the Agricultural Ministry, mm-hmm. Ministry he's out there. Um, he's you know joining in the scientific discussions, which... Yep. Um, you know, all the scientists in the world pretty much agree that cl- climate change is happening. Yeah, that it's man-made. It's undeniable. Um, so he said, uh, yeah, the scientists all agree. It's, it's the I, politicians who have to agree now. And I guess if you're a scientist, it, facts are facts. I mean, it, it is yeah. sort of like, you know, it's reason-based. You look at it and go, oh, dear. But then politicians have so many other agendas, don't That's they? And the problem. so much else to sort of, yeah, to yeah. Sort of think about. I mean, in fact, the the start of of the conference was delayed by a couple of hours yesterday because mm-hmm. on Saturday, when they were sort of meeting to try and arrange the agenda for the for the next two weeks, uh, they came up with some problem on how to word how they're going to help the the less fortunate countries, the countries yes. who really are suffering. Um, it's called loss and damage. How how. Western governments are going to finance loss and damage. It's like reparations, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had pledged to... The, there were 24 countries, I think. Mm-hmm. Or, no, maybe a few more. Who had pledged to together to donate $100 billion a year to help fight climate change. Yep. Um, they're not doing that yet, uh, surprisingly no. enough. Um, the US uh, the US share of this 100 million would actually be 40 billion but at the moment in 2020 it was only 7.6 billion mm-hmm. um, but some countries are doing more Switzerland is uh, contributing four times as much as it should France and Norway about three times as much uh, Japan double the amount that it should but the problem is that a lot of this funding is done by loans and not by grants which right. the US and the UK although they're not contributing 
their fair share according to the agreement. They are actually providing grants rather than loans. Right. Um, Luxembourg has allocated 200 million for the period of 21 to 2021 to 2025, mm-hmm. which is an increase of 80 million over what it was uh, committed to for the previous five years. So nice. we're sort of we're sort of doing our bit, but I mean, obviously. You know, on the global scale, can we have that impact? I don't know. Um, so do, I have a question, which is, um, I imagine part of this is that whole um, 1.5 degree, keep it exactly, below that. Yes. And um, when I, I was in England recently and uh, I was listening to the BBC and, and there were some scientists that said that we'd already passed the point where that could be uh, reasonably reached, that basically... We're screwed. There is a tipping point. Yes, and um, we passed that. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I guess we've had no end. I'm going to be the sort of devil's advocate or devil's pessimist here. And um, there's been no end of these meetings year after year. And still we seem to be sort of inching closer and closer to sort of um, climate catastrophe. Um, do, you, do you believe there's anything from this, from this meeting? Is, is there anything positive that... Do you believe it will be achieved? I, I very much doubt it. Yeah. I'm sorry to join in your pessimism. Um, yeah, I mean, every, every, time, song? every time, every time, every time, you know, they have the, these COP meetings. It's, oh, this is the last chance we have to yeah. do this. But no, we'll try again next time. Um, I mean, yeah, a, a lot of it is to do with funding and financing developing countries. Yeah. Trying to get them to lessen their dependency on fossil fuels, um, which, of course, is particularly difficult at the moment because you know the western countries uh, the energy crisis you know has shown how dependent western countries are on fossil fuels and i guess once again governments with different agendas they're looking at oh my like we need a short-term solution so they're looking again to like nuclear uh, fossil fracking all these things yeah. are on the agenda again when uh, there was a, a sort of golden moment when it exactly. was almost on the cusp of like agreeing to the get rid of these yeah but now um, i think yeah, so that is the problem. I mean, France just last week announced it's going to build, I think, four new, uh, a new generation of nuclear reactors yeah. at four of their nuclear plants. Yep. Um, of course, under Liz Truss, she wanted to reintroduce fracking. Rishi mm-hmm. Sunak has now backtracked on, backtracked on that. He seems to be somebody who likes to backtrack a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Talking a- of which, we should mention Rishi <laughs> and his U-turn. <laughs> well, he did actually backtrack on attending COP27 because... Yeah. Um, he said he wasn't going to go. And then suddenly some some bloke called Boris Johnson said, well, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so Rishi Sunak sort of said, oh, maybe I should go. Oh, it's such school <laughs> so he's style. just going for a day. Um, he, j- he just failed to read the room of, you know, Absolutely. UK feeling about this. What's know? ironic there is just one year before we'd hosted, oh, we, sorry, I'm well, speaking as an English, but the, the English had hosted it. Well, yeah. It was Scotland, wasn't it? It was, it was in, in Scotland. The Edinburgh, UK had yeah. hosted it. I mean, yeah. just, just yesterday they, they officially handed over the presidency to to Egypt mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh, that's rather funny well not funny but yeah just ironic yeah. yes yes typical um, so I mean there's a lot there's a lot of goals um, whether you know they they finally agree that they will I mean they have agreed that they will commit to this 100 billion annual donation but whether they will actually go ahead and do it is an, another question yeah um, on the scientific front the Andrew Ferroni, the the meteorologist from Luxembourg, he yeah. said what what they're looking for is you know to have early warning systems and detection systems for climate change so they can track track the pace of it better. Yeah. Um, you know, try and try and mitigate the circumstances. Um, but you know, you've got countries like Bangladesh which are constantly being flooded. Yeah. Um, again, 
Bangladesh, you know, is reliant on fossil fuels. Yeah. They want to reduce that, but they're not being given the chance now. And, and it's costing them more because uh, they've had lots of blackouts because they bought a lot of their gas from Russia. Mm -hmm. But the Europe has, you know, outbid them for the price of that scarce gas now. Yeah. So Bangladesh is, you know... And it's not just about lessening dependency on fossil fuels. There's a lot of other, you know... Changes that have to be made in terms of how these countries, you know, produce food, agriculture, so, industry. Yeah. It's yeah. a holistic approach. Everything, almost, yeah. yeah, sustainable. Mm -hmm. I, not, not that I'm a fan of that word. It's <laughs> being bandied about much too much, but yeah, sustainable uh, manufacturing yeah, like, and so on. Like all words that get used too much, they then become a sort of almost a cliche and then they lose exactly. their power or the, meaning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What else? What else is going on? What else is going on? <laughs> um, Tell me, Duncan. <laughs> You want some events? Yes, why not? Let's, let's I think we should. I think we should move on from the depressing news. And, yes. uh, yeah. Well, so, well, um, we'll go to another depressing. <laughs> <laughs> um, this evening at the Cinematheque, there yes. is a documentary called The Workers' Cup. Um, the World Cup is only two weeks away. Yeah. Um, so this documentary was, is by Adam Sobel, and they were granted unprecedented access to the working and living conditions endured by migrants who were helping build the stadium in Qatar and all uh. the infrastructure. There's been a lot of fuss about this. Hasn't there it? has, yeah, yes. quite rightly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know how many, how many of them died, and they've been living in really appalling conditions. But this this documentary focuses on that, but it also focuses on a football tournament that the organisers of Qatar organised for these workers, mm -hmm. sort of to to induce loyalty in in them. They were, you know, they were representing their company, right. In this football tournament, in front of you know large crowds, so it's going to be quite an interesting documentary. That's tonight at eight thirty at the Cinematheque. That does sound interesting. Yeah. What else you got for us? Uh, on Thursday, the Théâtre de Centaur is having, having its first English language theatre production. Okay. It's uh, it's normally they normally put on French productions. They sure. put on French productions of English language plays before. Mm -hmm. um, this is the first time they're doing it in English. It's. Uh, a play called Blackbird by David Harrower, a very acclaimed of, uh, play from the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And it deals with the rather harrowing subject of paedophilia. I'm sorry, I'm being very Duncan, down and stop. depressing. I know. <laughs> but it's, it looks like a, a really intense... I went, I went to interview the cast and, and director on Friday and uh -huh. saw a bit of you know, what they were doing. And it's very intense. It stars Jules Werner and Gilles Devresse, who are both in Capitani, mm -hmm. and it's directed by Miriam Muller. So that starts on the 10th, and it's on various dates until the 27th of November. Okay. So cool. the Théâtre de Centaur, if nobody knows, is right at the end of the Grand Rue, and it's down a cellar. It's a very small theatre, fits about 60 people, I think. But it's, um, but, so it's going to be uh, all the more intense, I think, in that small setting. Cool, okay. And then next weekend is the International Bazaar, or the Bazaar International, as we should call it. Yes. Officially. <laughs> uh, we had one of the organisers in last yes. week, I think Thursday, uh, yeah. talking about that, yeah. So it's a great event. It always has been. Um, it's back, you know, to mm -hmm. what it what used to be, you know, yeah, new, no, no new restrictions. restrictions yeah. um, and they've kept the Friday opening. Last year they had... They opened on the Friday. Normally it was only on the weekend. So Friday evening, 6 till 10, you can go there and have a drink. Cool. It's basically stands from around 50 countries, you know, mm -hmm. providing food, drink, and all sorts of gifts. And there'll be folk dancing and folk music and stuff. So I've had some very interesting food from there. <laughs> it's very, it's great. It's like a culinary yep. tour around the world. And yeah. It's, it's really, and it's all for charity. They, they help 
also raise chance. money for around 43 projects all around the world. Yes, the, the lady was um, talking about all the... Uh, how that was um, divvied out to all the, um, uh, the various organisations yeah. and charities that uh, benefit from that. And of course, it's a chance uh, for people to get an interesting or unique Christmas present uh, exactly. in, yeah. in time for Christmas. Right. So those are your three events. Yeah? Those are my three events. They're all on the uh, Delano agenda page. Excellent. Um, um, right, and I guess you usually finish off with a track. Yeah. Now, um, I, I, w- I did get a heads up about this, and I've listened to it. I like this a lot. You do. So Good. why don't you introduce okay. it? So this is uh, an artist called Tom Berlin. It's not new. I normally try and get a, a brand new track on. I think mm-hmm. this is from last year. But uh, when I went to see... Um, when I went to see... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Angel Olsen, sorry, mm-hmm. in... Um, in Belgium two weeks ago Tom Berlin was supporting her acoustically mm-hmm. and she was amazing um, it's not often that I'm really blown away by a support act but she was absolutely brilliant that's always great when that happens yeah. when you don't expect just much. discover a new artist yeah um, <laughs> so this is this is a track called Stoned and it's from her album I Don't Know Who Needs to Hear This right and uh, very very briefly I'm just going to mention that I went to the Rotonda a little while ago like, talking about that whole unexpectedly blown away and it was uh, Princess Chelsea. I'm not sure if you know. Oh, no. Yeah, amazing. But then the support was a French chap called Josie Bazaar. Yeah. Also amazing. But um, yes, your pick is Tombelin and a track called Stoned. This is very, very good. Let's hear it. <laughs> 